It be too late to alter course, matey. And there be plundering pirates lurking in every cove. And mark well me words, matey. Dead men tell no tales. <laughs> the code is more what you call guidelines than actual rules. Welcome aboard the Black Pearl. Welcome to the Pirates of the Caribbean Minute, daily podcast where we analyze, scrutinize, and plunder Pirates of the Caribbean films, one blimey minute at a time. I'm Scott Artis from Journal.com. And I'm Heather Artis from BlackPearlMinute.com. Thanks for joining us for Minute 44, The Curse of the Black Pearl. I didn't mention it yesterday, but I definitely wanted to say thanks to everyone who entered our listener appreciation contest by leaving us a review on iTunes or Stitcher. We will be posting the winners on our Facebook page and website this Thursday. We want to give Apple a few days to moderate and post any final reviews. That way they do pop up. So just in case, we don't want to miss anybody. Nope. Thanks again to everyone and all the participants. But of course, please leave a review for us on iTunes at any time. If you like the show, it really does help us out. That it does. That's probably the last gratuitous plug I'll have for that <laughs> but I had that was a nice segue into it because we were actually talking about the listener contest so I think I promised that you weren't going to hear about it before but we do have to announce the winners that would only be right yes in the previous minute Norrington swung the mallet of classism by telling Will that he is not a military man nor sailor he is in fact just a blacksmith Norrington sensed the one time he can actually sense the feelings of others <laughs> That the blow to Will's ego was apparently not enough as he proceeded to tell him that he's not the only one who cares for Elizabeth. Will decides taking things into one's own hand is the only way to actually get things done. So he strolls into the unguarded Fort Charles jail to engage the help of Captain Jack Sparrow and hear about the mysterious Isla de Muerta. Minute 44 begins with Will Turner saying to Captain Jack Sparrow, Therefore its anchorage must be a real place. The conversation ensues as Will tries to get Sparrow to spill the doubloons on the location of Isla de Muerta, but only finds himself wrestling a new question. And you want to turn pirate yourself? The minute ends with Captain Jack Sparrow discovering for himself that his adversary's name is Will Turner. That would be short for William, I imagine. Good strong name. No doubt name for your father, eh? Eh? There's a couple things we can start with. A, your pirate word or phrase of the week actually comes into play here because Jack asked Will if he wants to be a pirate. So go to account. I think that's what it was, right? Go on to account. Go on account. Go on account. Go on account. Go on account. There you go. See? And then we also get, and this is, mind you, minute 44, we finally get what we've been waiting for. It's a formal Will and Jack introduction. Jack actually hears Will's oh, name for yes, the first time yes. in 44 minutes into the movie. Because <laughs> <laughs> he didn't ask his name or he didn't get his name. He when didn't he get was his name the, before. They were fighting. No, nope. Exactly. Hmm. We also talked yesterday about this kind of classism that Norrington was throwing onto Will. But here I think the big thing is this 18th century was not really politically correct. So that's good or bad, depending on your point of view. We're not going to get into politics here. I mean, maybe the 18th century did suffer from a little classism, and perhaps when they are not practicing with swords or engaging in piracy, they are watching Seinfeld. Not that there's anything wrong with that. So a carryover from the last minute is part of this conversation, and Will asks Jack if he knows where the Black Pearl makes birth, as we talked about yesterday, and then Jack turns around and hits him with, why ask me? To which Will says, because you're a pirate. And I say, duh. Well, that, but I'm thinking, 
or not me, but Will thinks that all pirates know each other. <laughs> I mean, he they must do, be, don't they? Well, <laughs> we already know your stance on things. <laughs> I mean, he must be upset after Norrington dismissed his suggestion on saving Elizabeth. But now we find that he really is like, well, I mean, you think all mo- capuchin monkeys look alike. No. Just Will the thinks way, all pirates know each other. It's like the Seinfeld thing when they're asking the postman who happens to be Asian where the local Chinese food restaurant is. And he says, why are you asking me? Because I'm Asian and I should know where all the Chinese foods and places are. You know, so that's the whole bit. And now we see that here. But I don't think they really know that we saw that here. <laughs> Will thinks all pirates know each other. All pirates know each other. Why, would, why wouldn't he know? So what's the social media then for pirates? So, I mean, if all pirates know each other, there had to be some like social media to connect them all together, right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Give me a minute. I'll come up with something. (laughs) Nobody wants to wait that long. Her minutes are like hours. Yeah, I'm drawing a blank too. So if anybody out there has a good pirate (laughs) social media name, send it to us. But we're not going to sit here all day as we try to rack our brains thinking of something that's just not coming. I mean, give us a break. We've had some pirate book. Pirate book. I mean, come on. That's it. That's the best you can come up with. You guys got to send us what your pirate social medias and maybe we'll have something for the next round we'll face pirate ar ar pirate arr! walk the plank i think we need to spend more time thinking about that later because these ones aren't floating it for me <laughs> i thought long and hard about those i don't think you did so if will thinks that all pirates know each other and he doesn't take offense to saying that but yet he gets offended when jack asks if he wants to turn pirate he slams against that door. Never. Yeah. So is he more? He irri- is. Well, is he more irritated that Jack is saying you want to become pirate, or is he more just irritated with Jack's shenanigans and the time wasting going on? Here? I think that's the whole thing. I think he's just tired of Jack's games, Jack's storytelling. He knows Jack knows where the island is, and yet he's. Well, actually, now that I think about it, did Jack say something about Will being a pirate? Or did this conversation come up when they were fighting that Will hates pirates? I think it says something like he practices swords so that when he meets a pirate, he can kill them. Yeah. So I think Jack already knows that Will really has a thing for hating pirates. Right. And so maybe that was just Jack's way of insulting and playing mind games again with, with Will. By saying he wants to become a pirate. He's just tired of his games. I mean, that's... Or unless it's the obvious insult of the 1700s is to call somebody a pirate. <laughs> you son of a pirate! <laughs> I mean, what's the worst thing that you could be called in the 1700s? What do you think? What's that word? Pirate? That Jack called the woman. A strumpet? A strumpet. It doesn't really have a... Bad ring to it, though. I mean, it has. No, but it's not a good. It's not a good term necessarily, no. but it doesn't. It's not. Doesn't sound bad. But a I guess winch. you wouldn't. Want... No, I don't think winch was that that bad either. I don't think that was a negative term, like a service winch and stuff like that. You okay. know, for in the serving beverages. Well, I don't know actually what the worst one is either. But I did try to see what I could find. And well, thanks to the seventeen eighty eight. A classical dictionary of vulgar tongue. I found a few choice ones that I thought I'd share. Now, I didn't go through all of them. I just picked out a few PG ones because I didn't want to go overboard for all you kids listening out there. And thought I'd just share a couple of them. Things that maybe remind me of Heather. What? They're, that's just what came to me. Death's head upon a mop stand. 
What? Heather, you death's head upon a mop stick, which actually is a poor, miserable, emaciated fellow. So, your hopper arsed, which is having a large projecting buttocks, from their resemblance to a small basket called a hopper or hoppet, worn by husbandmen for containing feed corn. You've seen them, the, like the baskets that hang off yeah, their back. Yeah, but you just said I had a big butt. Arr! I did not. You must have read something into that because I'm just reading these terms uh-huh. and enlightening people. Then there's Vice Admiral of the Narrow Seas. And that one doesn't sound too bad. No. But it's the definition that caught me. A drunken man that pisses under the table into his companion's shoes. Well, that's not very nice. Yeah, so you don't ever want to call your buddy a Vice Admiral of the Narrow Seas. That's just not no. a good term. It sounds cool. You want to do it. It's like strumpet. I wanted to call Heather a strumpet until I found the definition of it out. So you <laughs> don't want to do that. But those are a couple that I picked out from 1788 of the vulgar tongue. Wow. So now everybody can go around and you can tell your boss that, you know, you remind me of a vice admiral of the narrow seas. And he'll go, you know what? You're giving getting a raise. <laughs> So there you go. Then he'll look it up. Yeah, then he'll look it up. And then, and then he'll go, you're fired. Yeah, so Pirates of the Caribbean Minute cannot be held accountable for it. <laughs> the lawyer tap- tagged yeah, you again. Yeah, huh? you tapped me on the shoulder. Jack says, why ask me? There's this other part of it that could maybe be read into it. That is, Jack is slyly trying to get Will to grease the wheels here. And Will just doesn't get it. Yeah. You know, he, he takes offense to it and jumps up at the gate. Says, never, you know, I'm never going to become a pirate. When Jack is just saying, hey, why ask me? It's the classic scene, you know, where you're trying to get the table. You got to slip the waiter a 20. Or the bartender wants information from the cops. And I don't remember. Then they give him a 20. He goes, yeah, I'm starting to remember something. <laughs> All I know here is that Will doesn't get it. So he'd really be waiting a long time to get a table. <laughs> He's not getting dinner anytime soon. He is not getting the subtle clues here. Then we have Jack... Not being so subtle? Well, exactly. I mean, to a point. Because actually, do you think Will believes that Jack will actually want to help if he knows that they took Elizabeth? Because Will <laughs> because Will then gets kind of dogged down or beat down after he's finding that Jack is just not going to give up any information. And finally, he kind of just does a, oh, they took Elizabeth. <laughs> so it's like he finally <laughs> just came clean with it. But, I mean, do you think that... He's thinking that, okay, this, maybe this will work, that they took the woman. I don't know if that would persuade Jack. I, you know, well, I don't think it does persuade Jack to go along with it just because of... No, not Jack. I don't think Jack. I'm asking, do you think Will thinks that that's going to persuade Jack? Oh. Jack's in it for the money and for his own thing. I don't know. That's a good question. So why does Will do it then? Why does he find it's like is that his last resort? I mean, why does he come up with that? Why does he say, "Well, they took Elizabeth"? Maybe he was it was just explaining as to why he's trying to get information out of Jack. I don't know if he is was, he's trying to appeal to his sense of humanity. What's ever maybe, left as a pirate or something? Maybe. I mean, Jack possibly. doesn't come off as that hardcore pirate. No. It, it would. I don't think Will would do that if he came to the cell and say Twig or Keeler was inside the cell. He wouldn't say that because they'd be like, "Who cares?" Yeah. But with Jack, he's a bit different. He saved Elizabeth, so maybe he thinks Jack has some kind of chivalry towards women or would at least have that there. Because it's just odd that he throws that out. It's like, this is my last try to appeal to you as a human. Will also knows that Jack threatened Elizabeth. Well, I know that. But so, yeah, so why does he actually, why does he throw that part out there then? 
that they took Elizabeth? Does he actually think that that's going to make a difference for Jack? I mean, he must because he said it. I I don't know. I don't know if it's just explaining himself as to why he's trying to go. Yeah, I don't know either. You know what I mean? Maybe he's just trying to explain himself. I was trying to come you up know, with something, and I, I couldn't really you, do that. I mean, what I what I came up with is what I said, that it's like his last resort, that he's going to try and appeal to Jack, knowing that Jack saved her. Because he says he's Even not Even though be- he threatened her, he did save her once, so he doesn't just let people die. Right. But he says, you know, he's not going to become pirate, and then he says they took Miss Swan. Uh-huh. He didn't even call her Elizabeth. He called her Miss Swan. They took Miss Swan. It's just an explanation as to why he... Oh, I'm I I don't want to be pirate when he's angry, you know, he says this, but then they Maybe say, that's it. That could be. He's explaining explain. why he doesn't want to be a pirate, then it's cuz they took Miss Swan. That's why I need to get out of here. Yeah. So maybe that that could be. That's that's maybe good. Maybe we'll just roll with that yeah, for now, I think but it's that more is of an his reason. So Jack understands that no, I'm doing this for honorable reasons. I'm yeah. not like you. I'm an honorable person yeah. and I'm trying to save Miss Swan. Yeah. And then Jack makes a joke, though. He's like, ah, oh, now I know why you've been practicing three hours a day. Yeah, there are conversations. Because you are frustrated the- <laughs> with the woman. The finger quotes again, practicing. The why are you hammering so late at night on your ingot in the blacksmith shop? Yeah, he's like, so that's the girl you found. He's like, sits up excitedly. He's all excited about, oh, now we've come to the real thing here. Well, now. This is the girl that he's been practicing and using his energy elsewhere well i also think that jack now goes now i got will where i want him he's a Mm -hmm. conniving person yeah to get his way he's going to use whatever leverage he can will just gave up his ace in the hand because he basically said it's for a woman and jack knows that now he likes Elizabeth. Okay, he's going to do whatever it takes to go save Elizabeth. Here's my chance to get what I want out of this deal because he's in love. Yeah. Do you have Jack's whole line here? It's kind of cool. If you're intending to brave all, hasten to her rescue. And so, win fair lady's heart. You'll have to do it alone, mate. I see no profit in it for me. I just love that line from Jack. I just think it's kind of cool. For one thing, it's got your pirate talk in it. Your pirate speak in it, you know? Yeah. And it's it's just so Jack. He's giving Will a hard time about the girl, winning the fair lady's heart. I just think it's a pretty cool line. Well, and this gets back to what we've talked about with pirates in the romanticized version of pirates, is Jack himself speaks in a romanticized way. Yeah. Fair lady's heart, you know, he uses strumpet, although we know strumpet is not necessarily yeah. the good term, but he uses these words that maybe were common in the 1700s or maybe not, but it's more it's like some poetry. He talks in kind of a poetic way. Yeah. And I think this gets back to his notion of storytelling again and the power of storytelling the way he describes things. Elegant, I guess, in the way he talks. Uh-huh. So for somebody who's not very elegant, his speech is quite elegant. Yes. But we've seen that in other movies, or at least period pieces. And I don't know if that's a difference just in the way people speak. Spoke back then. Or spoke, yeah. Then what we talk now. Yeah, exactly. That that made sense, right? Then what we talk now. (laughs) And that's a perfect example of why we think it's so eloquent. Because it actually sounds normal and not some jibber-jabber that Heather's just making up. Heather makes up words on a regular basis, throws things together, syntax. She doesn't care. (laughs) And this plays into Jack's character, too. Not in the storytelling, the wanting to get the leverage to get what he wants, but 
We have already established that Jack cannot escape from anything on his own. He needs to have somebody mm-hmm. help him. Yeah. So he needs to hold this information as leverage until he can actually get out of the jail. Right. And plus we know he's a pirate, so he needs to get paid. That's just what they do. Pirate. Will can get him out of there. But the keys run off, as Jack says. Yeah, I think that's a pretty good line, actually. The keys run off. <laughs> the keys run off. Not because the dog the ran away the with dog. the key. Yeah. The keys run off. I thought it was the... Or is the dog... The spoon ran away with the fork. Isn't the that mouse old... ran away with the cheese. Fairy tale 101. <laughs> <laughs> Nursery rhymes. But I think the the final puzzle piece is set. And we've talked about this kind of slow burn and the puzzle pieces that are coming together for the story moving forward. And the puzzle piece here is that Jack discovers and realizes who Will Turner actually is. Yes. So my question to you then is why is Jack dragging out the Turner name connection so long? I mean, he kind of he just doesn't say, is Will Turner your father? He says, short for William, strong name, name for your father. I mean, is he thinking or planning or buttering uh, Will up? I mean, what's is, going on with this? Well, I think he's just trying to clarify. He knows something or maybe Will's father. And so he's trying to clarify that that's possibly Will's father. You know what I mean? Does that Did that well, even I make mean, sense? If, yeah, I mean, he did. But why didn't he just, you know, he could have just come out and said, hey, is Will t- is your father Will Turner? Because that's not the way Jack talks. Well, we just established that. So I guess that's true. Exactly. That poetic stuff about it. Yeah. It's just But not it just seemed he like he was kind of dragging it out. Maybe he was he, thinking, like he's trying to still well, come to a plan or what am I actually going to try and want out well, of this? Jack's always thinking. Well, we know that, always. too. You know, he's always trying to see how he can can connive something to get him out of whatever situation he's in. Maybe he's dragging it on for that. Yeah, because, I mean, for stuff that happens later on in the movie, this is actually pretty pivotal for mm-hmm. Jack to, to understand who Will Turner really is. Right. Because now he is seen, in, and we can kind of rehash on purpose here, not just to do it because we like to rehash. But when talking with Twig and Keeler, he sees Keeler turn into a skeleton when he hits the moonlight, or his arm does. So he then says the curse basically is real. So it is real. Mm-hmm. That's interesting. That's interesting. Now he sees it. Okay, Will Turner, the medallion's involved. He knows that, okay, Will Turner is a giant piece of this cog because the whole Black Pearl story is now true, which and the curse is true, which means all the stories that they've heard is true. So Jack now is privy to information that Will Turner doesn't have that nobody else has except the crew on the Black Pearl, which is why Captain Barbosa was all excited to have Elizabeth there. So Jack now has leverage not only for Will, but Jack is now getting leverage to potentially acquire the Black Pearl later on because he is now having he ha, he's privy to the information now. He knows who Will Turner is. And he knows where the medallion is. That's right. And Will's Love Ventures has the medallion when now and, putting two and, and Will, two together. Will said that they took Elizabeth. Yeah. So he knows, okay, they took Elizabeth. They don't have exactly what they need. I'm going to be able to bring a bargaining chip if I can ever get out of here. Right. So, yeah, that was trying to gently get around some of the spoilers, but you almost have to to, to really explain some of the cool dialogue that's happening. Yeah, here. because it's something you would end up losing when it actually comes around. That's right. You'd yeah. lose the dialogue. And yeah, we won't be, be able to come back to that You know, part. it's it's pretty cool dialogue, and you'd totally lose it. 
I mean, if it was a normal thing and two people were talking about it and having one episode, but in the movies by minute genre, you break down every freaking single minute <laughs> and you're going, say, we go from, say, 25 to 40, 45, 50 minutes in a podcast talking about a single minute. It's hard to come back to some of those other details yeah. because you just end up getting wrapped into get other lost. things. So so we broke kind of our own rule here a little bit just to bring that interesting notion that Jack really is contemplating all of this because it has ramifications for the entire movie and for Jack's getting his leverage, which helps him move along in this whole process of getting what he wants out of jail, his shit back, revenge on mutinous crew, all that good stuff. Yep. When Will explains how he can get Jack out of the cell, did you? And Jack is sitting there looking at him. He's kind of quizzically looking at him. Is it more interest or more like, why is he even telling me that it's a half barrel hinge and with the right leverage and proper application and strength, blah, blah, blah. And Will's kind of, or Jack is kind of looking at him like, <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Is that more exposition? <laughs> yeah. It's that thing that we've talked about before when it's exactly what we mentioned before when the lab people are talking to lab uh -huh. people and we're going to run a mass spec and this is what it actually does. Well, no, they wouldn't normally do that because you'd say, I'm just going to run a mass spec or something. Right. You don't really do that. Is he explaining to Jack like, hey, because Jack didn't really believe him because he says, I can get you out of here. How can you do that? The keys run off. Now, Will is saying, well, I can actually get you out of here because I help. You know, he could have just said, I help build. These are half barrel hinges. I Or I help build this cell. Uh-huh. I'll get you out of here. But then he went on but to say But he explained the whole the, thing. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, maybe we'll have to forgive a little bit of that because well, I don't know if it was really realistic that he would explain all that as opposed to, I can make this happen because he props the bench, he gets the bench and he props it in there onto the jail. Yeah. A, I think Fort Charles needs to not have benches that neatly fit into the <laughs> cell bars for this real reason. Maybe have those flat and no scroll work or no arches and things in the in the bench stand or yeah. the legs of the bench so it doesn't work this way. But that might be something to consider later on for your jail security. Yeah, I think he could have just propped it up there and said, hey, I can get you out of here. I help build this and this thing's going to pop right off. Unless, unless because Will keeps getting put down by all these, let's say, older men, okay, who feel they're more powerful than our little apprentice Will here. Well, you're the one who just degraded him by calling little apprentice Will. But I was trying to prove a point. And so is he trying to prove that he actually knows stuff and actually know how things work? And is that what he's trying to kind of build, almost build himself up? Say I'm not with these other people oh, think possible. I am, you know, oh, this is how it's made, this is how it works, blah, blah, blah. And prove that he's just not this, oh, just a somebody who sits in a not just a an blacksmith. A blacksmith oh, an apprentice blacksmith. It's possible. I just think that he could have said I helped build this, well, I could yeah. get you out in two you know. It would make it simpler. So I don't know. But I think that maybe it was kind of more for the audience to see that potentially. So we know how to get him out? Yeah. So, so now we can everybody go to old jail cells and <laughs> half barrel hinges. And we you know, know how, how to get, get out of there. They maybe but, they put those benches inside. But actually it's also important too, and if I look at it from and we're not foreshadowing, Jack looks at it inquisitively like he's learning something. This may come in handy, because mm. maybe this comes in handy oh, in future maybe. movies. Maybe it does, maybe, maybe it doesn't. Well, it's it's possible Jack could be in a jail at any point in time. Well, that's true. Because he is pirate. Exactly. So then he can potentially get out of there. Right. 
he's going to start requesting uh, benches with sense. arches on it. It in makes his sense. He's cell. learning something. Exactly. So he learns something new, and mm-hmm. now he just adds that to his repertoire of how he can potentially escape some precarious situations he may find himself in in the future. And doesn't share it with anyone else. Since we're talking Will Turner family history here to a point, or at least getting the introduction to his dad, mm-hmm. who, which we found out in an earlier minute, has the nickname Bootstrap, Bootstrap Turner, Bootstrap Bill. Yes. As an infant, Will Turner lived with his parents in North Carolina until his father abandoned him and his mother to join the crew of the Black Pearl. Through unknown circumstances, Will actually moved with his mother to England where she raised him by herself. Will had believed his father was a merchant seaman and was a good, respectable man who obeyed the law. So when his father sent an Aztec medallion, Will thought it was just an exotic trinket that his father had picked up on his travels. And then at some point in his youth, Will's mother died. After his mother died, Will Turner began looking for his father while wearing the gold medallion, soon boarding a British merchant vessel that traveled to the Caribbean. However, Hector Barbosa's curse crew attacked Will's ship, which was the merchant ship that we see in the beginning of the Black Pearl. And the only survivor of this pirate attack, Will Turner, was spotted lying unconscious on a piece of driftwood. That's where our movie starts with Elizabeth Swan and aboard the HMS Dauntless. So that's kind of the backstory of how Will got on board the merchant ship without his father because he was then going to look for his father who he believed to be a merchant seaman. Hmm. Which is why then potentially he believes that his father was killed by pirates, this hatred for pirates. Will was attacked by pirates on the merchant ship. And so all of this is built up into helping to perpetuate this real vial that he has for... Pirates. For pirates. We start to wrap this up. My kind of last factoid, if you will, comes back to, since we're talking about names and family history here, is Will's name. Now, we talked about Jack Sparrow has a sparrow in his name for a bird. Elizabeth uh-huh. Swan with the swan in her name. So there was kind of this bird theme. Right. And the writers were saying how they didn't want to go overboard with having everybody have bird names because then it really starts to look obvious. So yeah. just a couple people did it. But what happened is, is that Will's name is also linked to birds. In this case, his surname, Will Turner, is intentionally reminiscent of a turn, uh-huh. which is also a bird. So it's a turn, Turner, so that there is a connection or at least it has that sound or ring of a bird. Right. And then Will Turner also shares his name with ornithologist William Turner. Oh, really? So there you go. Very cool. The bird connection. The bird connection. And that's all I have for this minute, that's actually. It? That's oh, it. Oh, that's all I have, too. Yeah. So it's, pretty, I mean, it's getting pretty exciting, though. We're learning about... Well, it's, it's weird that it's 44 minutes into the movie, and now we really have all kind of the pieces of the puzzle put together for the adventure to actually begin. Right. But then you have to take into account the length of this movie. It's 143 minutes long. There are still 100 minutes left in this movie, actually, which is the length of a lot of movies or more than some movies. Think about that. Right. I mean, that's, you know, 60, 78. You know, that's sometimes movies are an hour and a half. Uh Uh-huh. So you're 90 minutes. This is, you know, still we have 100 minutes left. So they can get into some of this. They can delay some of these things that we would typically find happening quicker in movies just because of the need to do that or pacing because otherwise it'd be the end of the movie. And it's not to say this movie's slow. No, I'm not saying that. I'm just saying it's, it's interesting how far we've actually traveled so far. And you don't realize that you've actually gone 45 no, minutes practically no. within the movie before you're seeing finally all the pieces come together. And really, the battle in Port Royal 
But for a pirate movie, we're just starting to get into what everybody expects out of a pirate movie. Pirates. Ships. Right. And out on the ships and potentially fighting or sailing and that stuff, which we haven't really seen yet. No. Port Royal. Yeah, just pirates coming ashore in Port Royal. Yeah. But we don't have any of that typical pirate sailing ship action, which yeah. we haven't seen yet. It's pretty nope. interesting. Yeah. You don't notice it until you really break it down minute by minute, <laughs> and then you start to see all those nuances, which you is pretty interesting. You've spent 45 days. and <laughs> Exactly. 40, 44 days. So with that, we'll be back tomorrow with Minute 45 of The Curse of the Black Pearl on the Pirates of the Caribbean Minute. Until then, let's keep the horn swoggling to a minimum. Now get me my girl. Uh, I got it in before she did. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for joining us on Pirates of the Caribbean Minute. Have something to say? Then give us a call at 8637-PIRATE. If you like the show, then do us a favor and leave a review on iTunes. We'd appreciate it, matey. You can also contact us at podcast at blackpearlminute.com. We just might feature your questions and comments on future episodes. Visit us online at blackpearlminute.com. You can also find us on facebook.com slash pirates of the Caribbean Minute, twitter.com slash blackpearlmen, and on soundcloud.com slash Pirates of the Caribbean, where we post additional content, have post-episode discussions, and share our favorite show clips. Now see you next time, scallywags.